This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. Today we're going to be continuing through 1 Corinthians, and I'll be reading chapter 14, verses 1 through 25. And as always, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophecy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be all mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying, so that the whole church will be strengthened. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or prophecy or teaching, that would be helpful. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play the notes clearly, or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bulger doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called to battle? It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? you might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you're so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those who strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For I pray in tongues. My spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well, then what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join in giving thanks when they don't understand what you're saying? You'll be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I'd rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. It is written in the scriptures. I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners. But even then, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophesy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not for unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, they will think you're crazy. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed, and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among you. This last week when I met with my high school students, we were talking about ways to witness to our friends. And what's the most effective way? You see, about 30 years ago or so, the most effective way or the they thought was to have people bring their friends to church, just invite them to church, and essentially let the church kind of then take over. 
the, the church will bring them to Christ. All I got, I did my part. I invited them. They don't want to come. But you see in the last couple of years, and, and, and that's still the way that a lot of people are, are approaching evangelistic ministry. But you see, that's not the kind of culture we are. It's not, hey, hand it off to somebody else and, and they'll do it. You see, if you look around our culture, we're a very relational culture. You know, our friends are at our fingertips. We're constantly texting. We're not even calling them. We're texting them all the time. Uh, we're, we're sending emails. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all these things. We're so relational. We have everybody at our fingertips. And yet we still have the mentality of, well, if I just invite them to church, maybe they'll come. And maybe they'll become a Christian. You see, our culture has shifted, so I think our way of witnessing to others kind of has to make a shift as well. You see, if we're going to be a relational culture, the way our evangelism works also has to be relational. You can bring a friend to church that, that's fantastic and, and pray and hope that something that the pastor says that day will resonate with them and they'll just have this aha moment. Or you could live your life worthy of the calling you've received, which is scripture, and you can be a light to that person day in and day out, and they can see Christ in you on a daily basis. Which one do you think would be more effective? Them seeing you on a daily basis live out your faith? Or hoping and praying to God that the pastor is really on with his sermon this week. You see, there has to be a cultural shift. And, and it says even in here in 10, there are many different languages in the world and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. You see, we as a church, Big C Church, that's not your church personally, that's the church at large, is not speaking the same language as the culture. And sometimes that's good, but what the culture is saying is that we're relational people and we have to be more relational. We have to kind of adapt in that matter in the way that we equip our members in evangelizing, evangelizing to others. We have to equip them better. And I think that we've kind of failed at that. And that's one of the reasons I do this podcast. The, the reason I do this on a daily basis is not for my edification. It's not for me, although I love doing it, don't get me wrong. But it's my hope that you listen to this and it helps equip you on a daily basis. I hope you're also doing quiet times, reading your Bible. I, I hope you're going to church every week. That's part of the equipping as well. But you see, we as a church, again, big C church, need to understand the language of the people around us. And the language of the people around us is be relational. Talk to me like a human being, you know, be in my life on a regular basis. Like I said, you have all these things, Instagram, Twitter, all you're, we're all in each other's lives. So let's be in each other's lives. I'm telling you right now, it is a thousand times more effective if you are a light day in and day out to your friend or your coworker and witnessing and just showing them the love of Christ, the love we talked about yesterday. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. If you're showing them the love of Christ on a daily basis, I guarantee you that they'll see that. They might not come to faith by it, but 
by golly, they'll see it. And that's what God wants from you. That's all he asks for you is to be a light. So I encourage you to be the light, speak the language and be a relational follower of Christ. Be intentional in what you do. Don't trick your friends and trick them by coming to church, you know, whatever it is, the old way of bait and switch uh, ministry. We can talk about that at some other time. But you know what? God calls you to go out and be disciples, not the church. Don't He doesn't say, hey, bring your friends to church and we'll do the rest. He says, you go into all the nations and tell them about me. That's your job. That's our job as Christians. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that we as a church, a big C church, wake up and we start speaking the language of how to witness to the people around us. That we no longer have this, if you build it, they will come mentality. That magically, if we have these ministries, magically, if we get this youth pastor, magically, if we get this pastor coming in who's a great speaker, that people will naturally flock to this church. But God, the goal should be that we as individuals would step up, that we would equip ourselves, that the church would equip us to go out and be lights in dark places, that they would equip us to know you and to show your love to other people so that everyone can see. And it's not a mystery that we are followers of Christ and there's something different about us and so that people want to know why we're different. In your name we pray. Amen. Remember, you're a love child of God. And how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you next week.